0: It really is your last chance to enter our Remade Awards for Retail Media. Your final deadline is tomorrow. Fortunately, it's easy to enter. We're looking for the rising stars, the industry leaders, the best collaborations and the best innovations. Go to remade.net.au forward slash awards and get that entry in today. Start the week with Unmade. Setting the agenda for the week in media and marketing.
1: Today, Foxtel gets grumpy with the government. What's next for News Corp? And Amazon Video to turn on ads in Australia. Unmade. It's Monday, September 25th. I'm Abe Beauty and good morning, Tim Burroughs. Good morning, Abe. How was your weekend? Uh, the weekend was, it was a good one. It's, it's one of those weekends that's flown by and you think, what did I do? But I, I did actually do something that was a bit of a highlight. I've got an old jet ski and I got the jet ski out with my two boys and we went for a bit of a cruise up the river and blew the cobwebs out. So you can tell summer's almost here when you can go jet skiing.
0: Well, I'm just up the coast in northwest Tasmania. I think it's time you hopped on your jet ski and sort of tootled up the coast and visited me for a cup of tea on your jet ski at some point.
1: I've got an idea. Hamish and Andy some years ago uh, recorded uh, their radio show on one of the tall ships between Melbourne and Hobart. I don't know if you remember that. Do
0: you know, it was before my time, but I actually ended up writing about it in in my book, Media Unmade, because they, they were one of the first people to use the emerging at the time Bluetooth technology to get their show out each day, because they used to have to record it on MP3 and then share it with a helicopter that was hovering above. <laughs> a helicopter.
1: I'm, now, I don't know if there's any correlation, but perhaps we could record an episode of the Unmade Start the Week podcast on the jet ski, kind of a la Hamish and Andy, between uh, your place and mine, <laughs> but perhaps not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably best not.
1: I'll get my son to fly the drone out. We can't afford a helicopter, but we can afford a $25 Kmart drone. What do you think? Let's do it. It's a
0: plan. It's a plan.
1: How was your week, and how was your weekend?
0: Ah, oh, look, my mine was was more s- cerebral and less less active. In that, I suppose my my weekend highlight was um I don't know I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. We here at Sisters Beach, we've got in the habit of um there's a little mini chess club has emerged. So three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, you'll find me in the Sisters Beach General Store. Uh, trying to uh, try, 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 trying to well, certainly doing battle and sometimes trying to win as well in uh, taking on all comers. So it's uh it's it's picked up a little bit of a life. So it's uh it's a really kind of nice aspect of
1: being in a small community, I suppose. As the marketing line from a campaign a few years ago said, "There's no such thing as old, just older." And that springs to mind, (laughs) you playing chess.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's shade right there. Anyway, we need to get into it. Where should we start this week, Abe?
1: Well, before we get into this week's news, we really do have to talk about what happened on Friday morning tectonic shifts with uh, Rupert Murdoch stepping down as the boss of News Corp. What were your first thoughts, Tim?
0: Yeah, it certainly felt like a significant moment. Maybe, maybe not the really defining full stop that people have been talking about. Some other um some other punctuation mark, I suppose. Um so yeah, we, we, we all woke up to this news on Friday morning. Um so my um I suppose my first thoughts were to to look at the detail. Um and of course one of the key things is although, although yes he's handing over those day to day responsibilities, what very quickly struck me is that um he still through his family trust still controls um the voting shares um which really means he still has control of both news corp and sister company which is less active in australia um fox corp so it 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 it, it felt to be like yeah a big transition moment but but not quite the
1: end what were some of his biggest achievements
0: yeah, and it's funny because we start talking; it all feels a bit obituary-like, doesn't it? And when you yeah, read true. some of the write-ups, they felt like reworked obituaries as well. Particularly the ones that ran in the uh, um, in the newspapers over the weekend. Um, and there are, you know, there are there, there are almost too many to talk about. But I suppose the, you know, the the ones it's worth pointing to. Um, I think in Australia. Um, the creation of the Australian newspaper, you know, that was Australia's first national general interest newspaper. So, you know, that 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 was huge. And the technology challenges at the time were, you know, were, were quite big because it was it was it was produced in Canberra, but then it was printed elsewhere. So each each kind of night, very late at night, the kind of the the plates would have to be put on a plane and um and and flown to the 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 print work. So that was huge. Um, I I think as well as kind of you know new, newspapers here in Australia and creating that huge newspaper empire. Um, the achievements in subscription television as well, which which obviously included what's now Foxtel Hair, um, of which News Corp still owns two thirds, um, but also um, Sky TV in the in the UK or B Sky B as it was for a time. That was again betting the whole company on a new piece of technology, which which again was the you know effectively the making of of the, the company as a sort of. Um, you know, cash generating machine. Um another one I find myself thinking about a lot, and by the way, I've never I've never worked for News Corp. I've never worked for Rupert Murdoch. But I do feel if I have one thing to thank him for in my early career in newspapers, it's um facing down the unions in the UK, which had this absolute stranglehold on how newspapers were printed, to the extent where they just weren't going to be viable. You know, this wasn't people protecting their rights. This was this was really, you know, corrupt behaviour. Um, and by moving to um, printing away from Fleet Street and with non-unionised print workers, um, it, you know, recreated the viability of newspapers for certainly for another couple of decades at least. So that was a huge one. And then... Um, I guess the other one, I don't know if there are loads, but the other one is timing the market. That decision to sell to most of the empire to Disney, you know, all of the TV and entertainment and film studios. Oh gosh, that'd be about five years back now. I can't remember if it was 70 billion or 80 billion. I do get my tens of billions mixed up when you get to that point. But um, right at the top of the market was again, just that sort of, you know, genius moment. So, so yeah, you know, there's there there are a lot,
1: awful lot of ticks along the way. What were some of the the biggest setbacks, the biggest issues that you kind of recall from his uh, reign? Yeah, look, loads of negatives.
0: Obviously, lots of criticism of News Corp for um, its uh, influence going on, going well beyond. Uh, commentary to having agendas so um, you know that you know, the, 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 there's always been that argument that, that uh, as a powerful organization it's had too much influence over politicians um, but more recently um, Fox News which is as I say owned by Fox Foxcorp which is the the sort of sister company they had the Dominion Court case this was um, for for, for, for months on end, Fox News had been sowing doubt in the eyes of voters that voting was secure in the US election, which um, some had argued then contributed towards um, the uprising at the Capitol just um, just just after the election and just, just, just ahead of um, uh, President Biden stepping up. That, of course, then led to the legal action with Lachlan Murdoch. Suing and then withdrawing his case against private media and Crikey when they accused the family of being unindicted co-conspirators. Um, it was hyperbole, but, um, but the, you know the, that 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 created that legal battle. Um,
1: the phone hacking scandal that was huge, wasn't it? As well as I recall,
0: yeah, that's right. In the UK, the phone hacking scandal was. Um, uh, that was a, um, around a decade ago now. Again, that was that was one of the moments where the company wobbled for a moment and Rupert m- wobbled for a moment. Um, it turned out that almost on a kind of industrial scale, um, celebrities and other people's phones had been, uh, mobile phones and the message banks had been hacked to generate stories um, by just figuring out how to kind of, you know, come in via... Um, the default pin code when you were checking message banks um, and then I suppose another one and and, and it's funny because an awful lot of these cases are actually things outside of Australia it's the UK and the US that has been some of the most notorious moments um, there was a front page um, in the UK after the Hillsborough disaster when um, uh, nearly a hundred fans were, were 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 crushed to get death in a um in a in in a football match um and uh the the sun published some completely untrue claims about the behavior of the fans under the headline the Truth on the front page and to this day in parts of the u k um the sun still sells almost no copies so so you know it's it's certainly a scorecard that has um both, you know, both, both, both pluses and minuses. Uh, but, you know, I guess the one certain thing is um, after 71 years in charge, there's never going to be another Rupert Murdoch.
1: That's true. So is that it then? So Lachlan Murdoch is a successor and it's it's all locked down? Is it kind of a done deal?
0: Um, For as long as Rupert is alive, certainly Lachlan is his chosen successor. I mentioned at the start of the conversation, there's this family trust, which just really decides in everything because the the family trust governs the, major- the the majority of the voting shares in um, in the companies. And there are this is where it begins to get a bit complicated, but there are eight votes in the family trust. Um, so Rupert has four of them. Lachlan has one. His brother James has one. Sisters Elizabeth and Prudence have one each as well. Now, when Rupert goes, which will happen one day, his four votes get cancelled out at that point. Um, And then that means that the four kind of oldest kids will get to decide the company. Now, Lachlan shares the politics of his father. James and Elizabeth do not. And as far as anyone can tell, prudence may not. So there's a very real possibility that once Rupert's no longer around, we could yet see the company go in a radically different direction. You know, the you know one of the key quotes from Paddy Manning's book suggests that you know there is a point of view that Lachlan gets sacked the minute Rupert passes on. Um. So I'm, I it does feel like um. An awful lot of this succession now is about helping kind of Lachlan consolidate his power, ready for when that moment comes.
1: Gee, it sounds like a, a fantastic plot for a, uh, a mini series. Surely there's a, something in the offing. <laughs>
0: yes, and they should uh, they,
1: they should they should show it on Foxtel when they do. Next, Foxtel has a bone to pick with the government. Um. Let's turn to this morning's Australian Financial Review. Tim Foxtel's boss, Patrick Delaney, has been sounding off about media reforms. The AFR says they're his most aggressive comments to date. What's his gripe, Tim?
0: Yeah, the main complaint, and this is an ongoing one from Foxtel, is it struggles to run a successful business because of the anti-siphoning sports laws. Uh, So effectively, they protect certain sports or certain codes um, for free-to-air television so that people don't have to pay to see them, you know, which is a kind of admirable concept. But the complaint over the years has been that allows free-to-air networks to get their sport on the cheap. And then they, and particularly before um, there were so many digital channels, were never that good at actually um, uh, making everything available to viewers. Anyway, um, so the, the 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 quote from Patrick Delaney in the AFR, um, which I suppose is the most aggressive one that the as the AFR characterises it, it's a feeding frenzy of regulation. And we're the only media company in the firing line. As an Australian company with no protections, these issues could have a material impact on our business and the millions of Australians who rely on our services. So that's not just um, the the kind of updates to the anti-siphoning rules, but also the... Coming hit on the the whole TV sector with uh, a tightening of rules about gambling ads, um, the, we, we, which is another key one. And then we're also looking at some sort of um, legislation, probably around prominence for f- potentially free to air apps um with smart televisions. So in other words, the free-to-air businesses want it to be the law that they're easy to find on smart TVs. So there's, um, uh, you know, th- there are a lot of arguments there.
1: So is Patrick Delaney right?
0: The whole debate about anti-siphoning is, of course, self-interested on both sides. But Foxtel's Patrick Delaney does have a point why are free TV networks getting protection for games that they never showed anyway?
1: And Foxtel has done a survey too.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, Now it does feel, um, I don't know if you've come across the phrase push polling where the, 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 the the question nudges people towards the answer Um, in, in, in this in this survey which let me just scroll down and find it yeah this is in the financial review this morning so Foxtel commissioned uh, research by YouGov um, and the question was asking to people if they agreed with the statement that they don't want the government controlling the order and layout of the apps on their TVs. And 94% agreed with that.
1: Well, of course you would, though. That's a, surely that's a leading question.
0: <laughs> that's exactly it, isn't it? And um, another 80% believe that the choice of what they watch should
1: be their own. Goodness knows why what, what the other 20% said. Next, Amazon joins the ad players. one by one the subscription streaming platforms are introducing ads tim now it's amazon's turn yes the the update went on the amazon site on
0: uh, i think it was friday our time uh so yes you you you, you I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes if people want to see the whole thing but yes there's an there's an update from amazon prime video um and it doesn't actually say yet when it's starting But they are going to start putting ads within um, programming on Amazon Prime Video. Now, one of the things that uh, I I suppose it's maybe a point of difference for um, Amazon Prime Video compared to other services is a lot of us sort of get it. We think of it almost as for free because we, 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 you know, we use, amazon prime as a delivery service and then it's just one other benefit that we get so um so that maybe makes it a you know more of a kind of sort of argument for them to do it because perhaps people don't don't value uh the service in quite the same way that they would if they were paying just for the video service but um but you know it follows um Netflix were the first to jump or the first major one to jump. Um, we've seen Disney make the leap. Um, Foxtel Group's always been there, I suppose. Um, but as uh, yeah, more, more re- with, with KO, but more recently added it with um, Binge as well. So I think now it just leaves Stan would only be the, the only major platform in Australia, which doesn't have an advertising tier.
1: I remember back in the day, I lived in regional South Australia when OSTAR was kind of the regional subsidiary of Foxtel uh, or pay TV. And that was your pay TV and you're getting TV with no ads. And when they introduced ads, even though I was an ad man and made the ads, I was kind of like, what? Ripped off. Kind of that sense of feeling, I'm paying for this. Why am I also seeing ads? And I wonder if that will happen with the, uh, the SVOD services.
0: Yeah, look, I think so. And it's it's worth making the point. Amazon will and they've not announced the price yet for Australia. Um, I think in the US it's about three dollars or something. They will still let people pay to not have ads, but they'll actually now have to pay a bit more. Um, so I suppose that's partly the answer to that question. I, I must remember, I was thinking about this earlier. I I can think of shows which are on free to air TV that I would happily pay a subscription to watch the show without actually having to experience the ads of free to air tv. So I almost think and I think the 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 reason why you can't do it is almost a rights one. But hey look, I I really quite like The Traitors for instance. But um I couldn't possibly watch it going 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 to air because I just um you know as a, a as a viewer I'm not willing to um put up with that very very high minuteage of advertising content, but I would happily pay for the right to watch the show without it.
1: So how big a media player is Amazon in Australia now? Well, this is the
0: really interesting thing. Over the last five years since it launched here, it's absolutely sneaked up. We don't think of Amazon as a big media player, but it really is. Um, you know, the, it, I suppose the most important way of thinking about it isn't through ads on Amazon video is through its retail media network you know all of those the the, those promoted um, ads that we're seeing whenever we do a search on Amazon when we're buying something that's all revenue coming into Amazon so it really has very quietly become one of the key media players here in Australia
1: You'll be talking about Amazon in the upcoming uh, Retail Media Remade conference?
0: Yeah, look, I I think at the um, very least, um, Colin Lewis, who's our international keynote, he knows an awful lot about that whole ecosystem. So I know that he'll be focusing on Amazon as one of the topics that he looks at. Well, that is it for today. We'd love to hear what you think at letters at unmade.media. That's letters at
1: unmade.media. Unmade will be back tomorrow with Choose Data, looking at how media agency bosses feel about the run into the end of the year. If you want to support Unmade, you can become a paying member. Go
0: to unmade.media to find out how, or... A little bit easier if you can't be bothered to do that just go to your podcatcher and give us a five star rating
1: it all helps us get found by other people And if you work in retail media, don't forget that entries for the Remade Awards close tomorrow. Go to remade.net.au slash awards.
0: And the Remade Conference is
1: back in just over a fortnight. Get your ticket at remade.net.au. Today's podcast was produced with the usual enthusiastic support of Abe's Audio. See you next time, Tim. Turtle pep. Unmade Podcast
0: edit by Abe's Audio.